Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is the official podcast, 24-hour podcast, kicking off for Shark Week. Wow. I, I really didn't think we, we could do it. I didn't really think we were going to do it. Man, I doubted us. I, was I did scared. too. I was nervous. And if I doubt us, you're, you're a veteran at radio. If I'm doubting us, there's a problem. Like, you could be like, if you doubt us, it probably holds some credence. If I doubt us, it's like, wow. It's pretty it's, bad because Clark doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anyway. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of moving pieces. And, you know, there's no managers to coordinate all this so there was like some point where i'm like you know what i have to do everything here i have to like email these people they're not like going to do anything for me i I can't just expect them to like know our plans and correct me if i'm wrong but isn't shark week in august my sentiments exactly i read when you text me last week you're like it's this weekend i go no yeah john's mistaken (laughs) it's june why is that? And I tried to Google why that is. I thought maybe the election year or something, maybe mm-hmm. the, you know, Democratic conventions. But yes. no, I, I don't. I don't know. No, it's it it's always in August. Well, it snuck up on us. I thought we at least had two more week, two more months. It bit us in the ass like a fiery shark in the waters. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sharks, tonight we're gonna have an amazing show. Brett, the movie review man, will join us, and we're gonna have trivia now. Clark, I've struggled with Can't wait. how to even say the title of this game because it's movies including a shark. Oh, tri- trivia. I am so excited for this. So it's not necessarily all shark movies, you know. So the trivia isn't all Jaws and Deep Blue Sea. There's sharks in other movies, and there's some trivia about them. Like uh, Finding Nemo had a shark. Um... There you go. I'm not going to spoil it for Jones. everyone. There you go. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea was great. That was like um, Samuel Jackson's precursor of really bad movies to Snakes on a Plane. Like I think they got that idea from Deep Blue Sea yeah. with the speech and everything. I think that – yeah, <laughs> Yeah, he might as well have said, there ain't no motherfucking sharks on this motherfucking plane. And then you're right. But, I uh, love it. Deep Blue Sea, LL Cool J. His finest role. Brett's going to talk about Deep Blue Sea when he comes on. He mentioned it earlier. Yeah, I won't talk too much into it because I know he's the master at cinema. But uh, I got to say, you remember Jaws 2 at the end when they blow the shark up and they electrocute it and it's screaming? Yes. (laughs) Sharks don't actually have vocal cords. They don't make noise out of their mouth. But it's like... Yeah, it was like... You know what I started watching the other night for the first time was uh, Jaws the Revenge. What? Yep, never saw it. You've never seen Jaws 4? Never saw it's, it. I mean, you know, it's it's the same cast as the original two. Just it, way It was older. so bad. 20 years older. So oh, bad. Yeah. They, they moved to the Bahamas to escape yes. the shark. Right. I mean, not just don't go in the water, but let's move to another country. Coincidentally, yeah, we, one that's surrounded by water. Where there's more of a chance of encountering a shark. Hmm. It's weird. Simple minded fools. Shady, I'm sorry, everyone listening right now. Shady has just been hooting and hollering as soon as we kicked off the show oh. here. But uh, this Jesus is it. This is the official start, your grace, of the 24 hour show. This is an official start. We're going to be drinking lots of coffee. We're going to be showing you snippets throughout the week. We don't expect anybody to listen to us for 24 hours. We're not Jerry Lewis. We're much better. I want to kick off the show with a few shark facts. This is from sharkguardian.org. So these are legit facts. It's not BuzzFeed saying, you know, sharks that were found in Paris Hilton's underwear. These are legit. And um, I want to read a few i got to say I'm fascinated with sharks. The fact that Clark the shark goes together is a cheap cop-out, but love these animals. They're great. They're so cool. Coolest thing ever. Weren't they around before the dinosaurs? They've, like, defied evolution. Funny you should say that, John, because shark fact number one I'm reading is sharks have been 
in our oceans for over 400 million years. Some of the earliest sharks were discovered dating back to the Devonian Age. I'm not going to pretend like I know what the Devonian oh, Age on. is, but... I'll be a producer. I'll I'm a producer, baby. Sounds old. Oh, I can't see. I have sunglasses on. <laughs> the Devonian <laughs> era? What is it? Devonian. Like Devon, D-E-V-O-N-I-A-N. <clears throat> Do you need a sip of water? <laughs> By water, you mean the quenching thirst of the audience? Can you hear that? I just had these chips, these spicy, uh, like, guacamole kind of chips. Oh, of and course. they're just destroying me. Um, here's a sad one. Shark fact number two. Well, many of us have learned to fear sharks. They're the only ones who should fear us. People are sharks' most deadliest predator. In fact, humans kill more than 100 million sharks a year. 100 million. That's a genocide. That's, a, that's insane. What? 100 million sharks. Why? To uh, eat finning. Them? Some of these countries eat shark fin soup. Yeah, what is this finning? We're going to get into all this stuff as the 24-hour show goes along uh, with people from OceanConservancy.org. So please make sure to check those guys out. Just uh, amazing people that keep the oceans clean. They yes. keep the sea life as it, as it should be. It's probably the most important thing, you know, concerning the ecosystem and, the, you know, the way that this planet, like, stays alive is making sure the water is clean. And uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of people from their organization uh, on the show. And we're going to get into this finning. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about sharks, it. fins. I want to punch them in the face. Want to hit them in the dick? Um, no, it, it is a sin, you know. And a lot of a lot of countries and legislations trying to ban this, and they do. And these people are great. They do great work. And OceanConservancy.org. You can check us out. It's going to be some other guests. And um, you know, I was in Malibu today for a work thing, and I'm, I'm you know hanging on the beach. I'm seeing the dolphins and all that. And um, I need to go to the beach more. Living so close, but. Uh, you know, you go to appreciate what these people do. I mean, just like you said, the the ecosystems and the environment and the reefs and you know bleaching and all that stuff that happens. Um, it's good that you know these guys are on the front line. They're doing their thing. They're smart. Um, they're in Washington. They're all over the country. And uh, excited to have them on the show. So I know. Thanks to you, man. You set this all up. It's great. Oh, it was uh, it was fun. So Monday night. Um, well. The first interview scheduled is uh, a nice lady named Sage. Sage, like the... Like, like the, the wisdom of you. You're yeah. Sage, Jonathan. Sage. What is a sage? Like a, like a soothsayer? Yes, a soothsayer. More of a, a wisdom a wisdom giver. Kind of like a... Maker. An elderly scroll. <laughs> Don't people burn sage to get rid of like bur evil spirits? Yes, Jen does it. Jen will go around the like house saging once in a while. Oh no way! Can we have her sage right now, or maybe sage when we're interviewing sage? That'd be great. Sage. And then I start to melt, and it's like, no, yeah. what are you doing? It I don't worked. Know. She messed it up. Sage, yeah, sage's gonna be on the show. We got a few other great guests. Uh, yeah. The political analyst uh, for Ocean Conservancy will be on as well on Thursday. And that's. Uh, uh, or Sonja. Yes. Great people. I know. You know, I got to say, we were, you, you know, you set this all up. Cheers to you, man. Just making it all happen. We're emailing back and forth. And I said, you know, before the show, I like to do some shark facts and that. And one of them yeah. kind of called me out and was like, listen, make sure they're legit. There's a lot of stuff going around that's not true. And I thought, you're on top of your shit. You know, you're keeping people yeah. in line because there are a lot of things out there that are just thrown around, but they're, they, they're, they're the real deal. They care. I uh, good and, and she was worried about it being awkward, you know, on the air. You bringing up a fact that might not be accurate. <laughs> ah, oh, excuse me. Keep, keeping us honest. And I was like, but that, you know, that she just, she shouldn't worry about that. That would be more interesting for the show to talk about that. How the there are incorrect facts out there anyway. Right. And people should know that. People should have a a keen peeper ready <laughs> for the stare. They should have. An inline debonair document in order to <laughs> properly acquiesce an accurate dossier of fictional effects. Hey, that didn't I'm make any sense to what I just said. Didn't make any real. fucking sense. Right now, this show on 
Netflix called Bloodline. Real quick. I watched season one okay. a year ago. It was great. I started up season two, and Heather and I were like, we're going to watch it together. Uh, one night I was like up real late, and I'm like, oh, I knew it came out. I just got to check out the first episode. I just want to see where they pick up. Right. I ended up watching five episodes in a row, going to bed at three in the morning, and then finishing it like the next day. Isn't that the best? Twelve episodes in two days. I just couldn't stop. Yeah. And when it ended, my head exploded. I needed the Windex. It's it's so good. Don't you love when that happens, though? You got to keep yes. watching. I mean, I just fired up Sam Crow again for the fifth time. Oh, I can't I get it. No, no. Jump out the Never window. again. Can only watch that once. But I, don't you love when that happens, though? What is Bloodline? What is What show is that? I feel like I know. I should know what it is. It's this family. It's a Netflix original, and it's this family down in the Keys. Okay. And they own this really big inn, the Rayburn family. They're very rich, and you know, old money like that. How do they get rich? It's usually a tricky, tricky tale. Some bootlegging, bootlegging stories. Some slicing of throats, maybe. Oh, she's just spoken word. Spoken. <laughs> anyway, oceanconservancy.org. Their vision is a healthy ocean that sustains life on our planet, which is literally the only way that we keep going. Think about it. Sharks are so important. All they do is gobble up everything. Like they clean. They're like the living garbage disposal of the of the ocean. Right. They just they grind it up and they 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 move it on. They're the fluoride of the scrubbed floors of the world's water salts. <laughs> The bleach. Update <laughs> Brett here. Uh, okay, I closed tonight, and there are three tables who feel like chilling and talking about life to one another, uh, even though we closed an hour ago. Poor guy. I've been there, man. I know that feeling. Oh, the worst. The worst. So you've waited tables. Briefly, yeah. yeah. At Otto's German Restaurant. Ten for, days or something? It was very quick, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> It's not that I was bad at it. I just there was something very humble. People, you can make a lot of money doing that too. People, I know bartenders and stuff that make more than I do, killing it. Certain places, and, yeah. Yeah, but I just couldn't do it. I, I had such a problem going up to tables. I love talking to people. I love interacting. But if you get that one dick that's like more sauce, I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking care what you need. I'm trying right. to get out of here, and oh. that doesn't work when that's how you make your money. And I just I couldn't do it. I had to quit. I probably did it for about. I did it for about eight months. I mean, I, I hung in there a little bit. Okay, so you were doing it for a while. I was. I did it probably for the exact same amount of time. It was basically like a year. Maybe it okay. bled into a in year. Florida or in the uh... in State College, Pennsylvania, Center Ooh, County. No I got fun. the job on the radio, but it was part time, and I was like, "Well, I can't leave. I just got to get a full time job." Oh yeah. I just walked into TGI Fridays and kind of told him a sob story about how a car dealership cut my hours. They took a chance on me. That first night, man, I'm pretty sure the manager voided every single order I put in because there was mistakes. Oh, no. I cost the, money, I th- I cost the company like $1,000 that night, I think. They can afford it. They're, they're, they're not Bennigan's. They're, they're doing well. TGI Fridays. It's tough, too, with that because someone with like ADD, you know, it's, it's later at night. Usually they're shitty – the hard part about that is it's a weekend or, you know, you make your money on, like, the weeknights. Right. So you never have, like, good hours. And if it's in the morning, you're up at, like, 6 a.m. Like, there's n- never anything yeah, good uh, happening there. You have to do food prep. Food uh, preparation. Prep my d- <laughs> I like that. I like the people that work there, though. I remember there was this guy named – His name was Chris – Christoph or something. It was uh, – no, his name was Hans. He was a true, like, German guy. And he yes. had arms the size of, like, Buicks. And yeah. he was a good-looking dude. He looked like – he was like a Schwarzenegger-looking guy. He was a cook. Chesty. And I used to tell jokes in the kitchen. And he didn't really like a lot of people, but he liked me because I would always, like, come up with these stupid jokes. And I remember, like, I became close with this guy, and I hung out at his house, and he'd be like, you know, I'm a beer. I, you know, I got the uh, – and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I like your accent. Let's talk. And this guy was cool, man. And I, I lost touch with him, but I quit that job. And I got a Funny. new job working at a hotel, which is a whole other show of bizarre antics I pulled there. But um, oh he actually came God. and visited me. He's like, I heard you were working here. And I just want to say, you know, if you ever need anything, uh, you can let me know. And I'm like, you know what? You made that worth it. 
You made the eight months worth it. You're you're a good man. You ever need me to crush anyone's heads? I will do it. For I won't you. do it. You let me know. You funny man. You funny skinny man. No funny skinny. Because everyone was like, you know, trying to do their own thing, get out of there, and I was just like, "Hey Hans, what's going on?" And he, little, you know, and it was just like, "I'm making goulash," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Can I tell you one funny story, to, and then we'll class it up a little bit. They had a CD player there. It was like a hundred disc CD player. Um, yeah. I think I might have told this before, but and they just had you know German music on. Uh, loop all night. I can't understand what that even sounds like. No, it's just, it's like, like it's a small world, but um, it was mostly like classical. The, it was a lot of classical accordions were very prevalent, gross. so it got a little out of control. So I was like kind of burned out with the place, and I really was, was like, anyone work on a Friday, so I was like, I'm gonna have a little fun tonight. I'm gonna do something and spice up the situation. So do you remember that song? Put it in your mouth. Yeah. So I, I burned that on a CD, blank CD, and went into the kitchen around the section. They kept like the CD player with like the bread pudding. It was so weird. And I casually, when no one was looking, slipped it in the rotation and walked away. Oh, no. It was like no, no, no. three hours later because I started at like four. It was like, it's like a, a random shuffle. Right. Yeah. Peak dinner time. And all of a sudden you hear, my baby left me. And people didn't get it first. All of a sudden you hear, put it in your mouth. Yeah. The place erupted with complaints. And I was on the front line saying, like, this is outrageous. I'm going to find out who did this. This is disrespectful. It was me. That's amazing. Anyway, it was stupid. Immature. I quit. I quit. This is sexist. You know what's amazing? How that song got nothing. Nothing. No media, no like, like the, I don't even know who sang that song. People no? just like accepted it. It was so straight. Even women, yeah, because it was women singing it. It, 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 it made it okay. okay. Right. When Dr. Dre says, you know, whatever, they get offended. Get teeth in your mouth, got to fit. Right. You know, it's a, it's an outcry. I don't even know who sang that, and, and I think it might have been a, been ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. But, you can't say that in a song back then and put it on the radio. But somehow it got it got popular. It was not on the radio though, or was it? I don't think it was. I, I heard about it from Biscardi's sister, who's the most like conservative person. She's, you got to hear the song. It's so funny. I thought I heard it huh. from my first like serious girlfriend in high school. She had like a mixtape. Uh, this is amazing. A, a mixed cassette tape and Classic. like the songs written, all the titles of the songs written on the cassette tape. Oh, I love those. Some douche. And number one was Put It In My Mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is this song? Ooh, and I, sounds you know, salacious. And I'm like, you like this shit? Like, this is so gross and offensive. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. I'm like, it's not funny. It's like what men get put in jail for. Right. You don't want this at all. Fine. It's it's like that little Kim song. What was that song? It was like Lollipop or How Many Licks is what it's called. Oh, yeah. How Many Licks does it take? And, and it was so, like, dirty. And um, But girls, like, loved it. I think girls were the ones that listened to it. I don't know any dude that, like, really played that in her car. No. Claus' no sister. I remember hanging out with Claus and his, her sister and his friend. Plus We're like, you got to hear this song. It's great. And Claus goes, I, I don't really want to think about that, Clark. I don't need my sister. Because I, like, had it in the, I had it on, like, another mix. I used to make Claus, like, mixes every week until they, like, asked me not to anymore. It was, like, boobs and beer mix number 43. This time it's personal. And it was, like, Jay-Z followed by Sinatra. Because I had the, I just found out how to burn music. So you were just making them, like, nonstop. Left and right. That's amazing. I did the L- same thing. Yeah. Once you, do you remember that when you first found out how to burn music on CDs, I was up all night. I was like, uh, Leonard like, Skinner, Hall & Oates, Snoop Dogg, done. When I, when I finally figured out how to do it, it was probably way after you. It was like 2002. So rap no, was same like – No, Rap was like at its peak. Remember like 50 Cent, Eminem, Dre, like that yeah. was all going on. And I remember learning how to burn a CD. So I was like, I want every Tupac CD, every Biggie CD, every Wu-Tang Clan CD, every – you oh, know, yeah. like albums I didn't even really want. I was like, I just want them all. And I just was – I would stay up all night burning. Oh, yeah. It was so exciting. I, same time for me, 2002. I was like a little bit behind. You know, I wasn't into 
like Napster or anything like that. It was like Audio Galaxy and Bearshare. I had nerd friends to do it for me. So did I. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, can you burn me the CD? I'll, you know, get you a case of beer next weekend. It's like, yeah. What do you need? I'm like, I don't know. You two live in Atlanta? Done. And I, I made up so many rap mixes at that time that I ran out of names. They were called like King Rap Party Mix Man number four. And I would bring the CD case. It was like the size, the width of it was like the size of a stretched hand filled with CDs, like 300 CDs. I'd bring them to parties. And it was like a very short window, but I could bring them to parties. And they'd be like, how do you have all this music? And I was like, I got it. I, I got it. I know how to do it. I got it from the streets. I got it from the streets. Napster shut down, man. You don't pay for that, do you? No. Do you buy CDs anymore? When was the last time you bought a CD? What was the last CD you bought? I have no idea. Uh, oh, physic- okay, I know what it is. Physical CD I bought was Recovery by Eminem. Very good choice. Last one I purchased, the, the most recent album I just, you know, iTunes. Yeah. You actually spawned my resurgence uh, of interest into Eminem. When you got Recovery, I was like a fan, but I wasn't really like that into him anymore yeah and you're like downloaded first yeah i thought it was like a miss but then i listened to it again and it's genius and i i downloaded it and i was like this is the best rap cd like i've ever heard like the double meanings and all that oh my gosh the yeah the the double entendres is just it's menacing to try to keep track of them all because it's just over and over yeah and he, you know, he and he added other genres into his music, like in every single song. It wasn't just a rap tune. Right. He sampled other elements of music mediation. Much better than Puff Daddy did. Oh, he has eight, 80 songs in a row. Give me money. Okay. Terrible. I get so it. overrated. Isn't he? Puff Daddy? Yeah. Big. Big time. I thought so when his album came out, the No Way Out in '97, like the the monster that was like every day, they played like you know his song a hundred times. Yeah. I remember I was talking to this black guy and I was like, I gotta be. He had the CD. I said, I gotta be honest with you. I like I, I bought the album, whatever. I don't. I think it's not that great. I think there's better. And he goes, You know what, man? He don't care. It's not that great. <laughs> but he's getting paid. And I was like, Yeah, I, I guess he is. I was like in seventh grade. Or tenth yeah. grade, it's like yeah, I guess. But overrated though. Not a good good businessman. Not a good rapper. It's like Mr. Williamson said to Rye one time, like after a Eagles loss back in the you know McNabb days. My brother's like, oh, I just feel so bad for McNabb because he plays so well and we just screw up. And Mr. Williamson goes, Do you think McNabb ever gives a shit about you and will ever <laughs> ever in his life? And Rye was like. Well, no, I guess. He's like, so then why do you feel bad for him? <laughs> He's crying all the way to the bank. Like in Bronx Tale when, does Mickey Mantle put food at your dad's table? No. Right. Then why do you care? And you're like, yeah, well, okay. It's fun. It's my, like dad was, my dad was telling me a story that he uh, was down in an Eagles game, and he was talking to some guy that had like a Cowboys, I think it was last season, like a Cowboys shirt or something. He's like, oh, you're a Cowboys fan? He goes, yeah, well, I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm going to, they're doing better, so I'm going to root for the Cowboys today or something like that. And he goes, oh, why? And he goes, because this is America. If I want to start rooting for the Falcons in fourth quarter, I can do that. I can do whatever I want. And I'm thinking, yeah, I guess they really don't care if you're rooting for them. But I would care if I was in Philadelphia if rooting for another team. I might be worried for my life. I don't know if America's going to bail you out of that. Yeah, right. Hey, I think America might kick your ass. They might kick your ass. Do you ever get texts? I got a text from my dad today. Parents, they're not extremely tech savvy with like texts and things like that, so there's no like punctuation, so you don't know how to read them. Oh my gosh. So, so I'm at work and I get a text from my dad. It's like, call me when you can, thanks. No punctuation. I'm like, oh, did somebody oh, pass gosh. away? Is there like gosh. a situation? And I called and he just wanted to thank me for the Father's Day present he got in the mail today. I got him a Pete Rose autograph. But I thought, uh, but my, I came back in. My boss and everyone's like, "Are you okay?" Because my left was like, "I got, I got to call my dad. I, he never sends me texts." Oh no way! Do you ever get those where the parent they don't understand? Like, you know, we talked about Betty and uh, don't forget oh. to wish your mother and a happy Valentine's Day. Right, like when you post something on Facebook <laughs> that has, you know, it could be like Sixers first round draft pick. All right, Ben Simmons. 
without fail, your mother will make a comment that has nothing to do with the picture. <laughs> or maybe she'll make like a fake comment like, cool, don't, <laughs> don't forget to return the, uh, you know, whatever, the sweater that Lisa gave you because it doesn't fit. <laughs> and or, just, or just send it back to her so she'll exchange it for the money. <laughs> Every mother does that. And it's always a buzzkill. It's never like, a, yes! that's cool, but I sent you eight grand in the mail today. It's it's just like, hey, I just, uh, you know, I just hit a home run in this softball game. My life is exciting now. Congratulations. Don't forget your sister has eye surgery tomorrow and you need to call. It's a come on. Uh, yeah. It's always a buzzkill. God bless him. We heard about Mr. Myers. <laughs> They're giving him three days to live. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just won the lottery. I have $10 million. Nothing can bring me down right now. Congratulations, Matthew. I'm terminally ill. I need that money. Okay. All right. You can have it. It's fine. It's just wild. Tools at the underscore pod. <laughs> so we, we, could, we could be more respectful. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. And uh, please like us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Podbean at the podcastle.podbean.com and download all the shows on iTunes. Thank you again for Ocean Conservancy this week. This is our official kickoff to the Podcastle's 24 hour podcast. Later on in the show, much later on, we're going to try to stay awake as much as we can. We have Kate Corrado, former uh, John and Agnew show host and a frequent favorite of ours, talking about her, yes. her sea legs and her swashbuckling toes. Tales of the Sea. See? With Katie Carrado. So, hold on. If I can... Carrado sketches. Yeah, I I suppose I do. Well, good. Because you're in one. Ah, you'll be fine, (laughs) Myers. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, That's great. Gotta respect Captain Barbosa. Um, So, (laughs) if if I can... Make a U-turn, a real quick park reverse, back to this parental parental texting mumbo jumbo. So every Friday, I usually get up at like six thirty. I go jump in the ocean as the sun rises in the east, and then I go to Dunkin' Donuts and get coffee for Heather and I. So I send the pictures that I take of the sunrise to Betty usually. Okay. So it's very nice of you. Yeah, yeah. She responds, beautiful. How are you? I say, awesome as always. You? She says, good. And I say, there's one picture where it's the moon. You know, if you face west. The moon, clouds, and a rainbow over the moon. It was... Wow. Yeah, I have it. I can send it to you. That's very Ken Burns of you. (laughs) Very Pink Floyd. Um, I said, "Did did you see the rainbow and the moon pic? And she said, yes, it puts you in a relaxing frame of mind. And I I say, what it's all about? (laughs) And she says, what? Three question marks and an exclamation point. (laughs) God bless her. I'm like, relaxing frame of mind. And she goes, just sitting on the beach relaxing. And then I and then I, I just sent her, I then I just I sent her a picture of Mac asleep on the couch. <laughs> At that point, you have to divert the conversation. Yeah, Here's so a bee sting. <laughs> I love mom. My mom does that too. You know, you'll you'll send a picture, and she's like, "My mom always turns it, and I I love her to death, but she always kind of worries more than she should." So I'll be like. I had a great night last night at the Viper Room, or I don't know, whatever. And she go, "That's really great, Matthew. Just be careful. I worry about you." I said, "You don't need to." Oh my god! I'm an adult. It's like, I know. You know? It's good. I'd rather have them worry than not give a shit. That's why we turned out to be such, you know, great hosts and and philanthropists and saints of the modern age. You know, San Jonathan it, it, and San Mateo. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know what. I'm, I'm probably going to not be great. Uh, I'm probably not going to follow every rule. But I'm not going to go all the way over the deep end because I have these people that for some insane reason just care a lot yeah. about. You know, the, right. other than that, uh, if they weren't around, holy hell, I, I don't, we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. No, I'd be in a glass jar I'm right now. I'd be in a petri dish with, the, with someone else's balls being studied. Ooh. Oh, I wouldn't Brett, be able to. I, I would plunge into the nether, you know? We have a Brett update. He is out. Sweetness. He's out. 
He's on his way home. I don't think he lives far. Excellent. Uh, uh, let me know when ready to roll. And we'll get this shark, shark movie trivia. And I have a tiebreaker. So it's movies including a shark trivia. You each get seven questions. Ooh. And if we finish in a tie, we have a tiebreaker. And the funny thing is, two of the questions you have already discussed in this <gasps> episode. Not blasphemous. <laughs> I need a good blasphemous. May I set you up for a blasphemous for the audience? Let's see. All right, just well, start running through movies. And I'll I was just thinking about films the other day, John. You know, cinema, moving pictures, motion magic, cinematography. Have you ever seen uh, the movie Gettysburg? Hold on a sec. Gettysburg? Yeah, it's like a six-hour film. Never okay. seen it. It's not Never. blasphemous. No. A, lot of, okay. a lot of people haven't. That's cool. It's fine. Yeah. I, I've seen it once. Like It was tough to watch because it's long. Um, have you seen uh, Independence Day? Yes. Yeah, of course. Many and times. You know a movie I really enjoy is HBO's Gotti. Have you ever seen that? No. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I believe the word you just described began with an N and ended with an O. In that case, my retort would be... Oh. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Tomorrow. What's that? Tomorrow. I'm going to be like Jaws too. Matthew, do you want breakfast? You ever get conned by your girlfriend and doing things you don't want to do, but you're not really paying attention, and then you forget that you agreed to do this said act, and then you have to follow through? Oh my god, dude. It's like the story of my weekends. <laughs> I think I'm like, I'm wide open. There's nothing going on. Thank you. do nothing. And then all of a sudden, Saturday morning, Heather's like, all right, so I'll be back at 3.30, and then we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> go where? Where are we going? And the panics stricken. I don't want to go. I don't want to go where? Go where? Because then I look like a moron, because I say that all the time as it is. So I try not to say it. So I say, uh, yeah, wait, where are we going again? Yeah. Or, or, or you, you just want to keep the facade going that you know where you're going, and you're wearing, like, you know, an Indiana jersey to, like, a ballet, and you're like, oh, right. me. I agreed to go. Apparently, I agreed to play guitar for Jen's like ailing grandparents tomorrow night to cheer them up. Oh, no. And oh, no. she's like, "So, what time are you picking up David?" Because her brother plays guitar. I said, "Oh, so you want to come over and hang out?" Well, no, my grandparents are waiting for the, the concert. I thought I don't. And I checked my text today, and she goes, "Can you please go to my grandparents' house tomorrow with David? Because he's flaked off and played the guitar." And I was like, "No problem, absolutely." Not really reading it because I'm at work and I have ADD. Right. So, so apparently I'm going to be learning La Bamba tomorrow. And we're going to be having fun <laughs> tomorrow night. Oh, my gosh. But, but, but I actually it's think I weaseled worst. out of it. I think Project, I'm good. I can't make a decision and commit to a decision Right. when I'm in the middle of something else. You know, because I don't know what I'm yes. going to feel at oh, that of course. time. At that time, I'm not going to be like, well... At, on Saturday at 5 o'clock, sure, I'll be up for going to dinner with your entire family at your grandmom's house. Sure. Right. But then but then when Saturday rolls around, no. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I can't. That's my biggest fault, man. Jen will even yell at me for that. A hundred percent what you just said. Oh. Do you want to go so-and-so on Sunday? Yeah, of course. Are you sure you always say that? No, I'm oh, gay no. because it's oh, Thursday yeah. and I'm a little tipsy right now and I'm in a good mood and I'll do anything. Yeah, and then Sunday right. comes along, and you're like, I, I, I can't. I can't. But then you do it because you feel bad, but you're kind of miserable. But then it's okay anyway. But you're still like, I should remember this next time. But you don't. And right. then you agree to it anyway. Oh, well, now that I'm here and I'm in a good mood, I will agree to go sew buttons for the homeless with you downtown next weekend. Let's do this. It's an endless cycle. Once you go there, you force yourself to have a good time, and then you end up committing to something new. You're like, it, oh, oh, I'm, it's I'm perpetually I'm... cyclical. <laughs> it's like a a circle, like a like a carousel. It's up, down, and around. <laughs> you can't get off. 
who simply can't get off. Abraham and, Lincoln was a good old man. He jumped out the window with his dick in his hands. He said, excuse me, lady, I'm just doing my duty. I pulled on your pants to give me some booty. Doing my duty. I think we should have code words on the show. Um, so if we say a certain thing with a guest, the listener will know what we're talking about, but the guest won't. Ooh, like an inside joke Well, yes, but of a secondary lingual art skill that only they're tapped into, but the guest is not. Tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> At the underscore podcastle. John, we are actually approaching about five episodes left after this 24-hour podcast, um, which, by the way, thank you for joining us, until our 100th episode. I know. I'm shocked. Because uh, I don't know what we're going to do officially. Are we counting this episode as an episode? You know, are we counting the 24-hour show as a single episode? That was my question because we're going to release snippets. But my thoughts are – We're going to release show in chapters so people have time to listen to it. Right. We're not going to make anyone – first of all, I don't think my computer can handle 24 hours of data being uploaded to Podbean. No. And but, we know and it, Mixler will not last that long. It will not hold up. It will be like a water septic tank that has a bit of a crack in its underbelly. But I do believe, my thoughts are we should do the chapters, kind of release it out for people to listen to, and then somewhere in this segment, you know, we'll time it uh, later, you know, 10 hours from now or something, where we will mark it as our 100th episode, and that will coincide with Shark Week and maybe even some interviews, and it'll be a celebratory orgasm of skills. So midway through the 24-hour show, we will have our seventh, or our 100th episode. Something like that. I think. Or we end up going over, and I just start deleting old episodes to to, to make the count even. Matt, no. Please leave them. We're on 103 now. Welcome back to the 24-Hour Podcast from the Podcastle. John is going to be doing some pampering of the sleeping mind tomorrow. Some REM in overdrive, as will I, because we're rewarding ourselves for working hard for some sleep. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. I've been mentally preparing for this. And this I'm is great. Sleeping late tomorrow. Well, we're going to have to after 24 okay. hours. My yeah. kidneys are going to be failing like spinal bifida. Shark fact number 93. While many people fear sharks and think of them as one of the world's most aggressive and deadly animals, the chances of dying from a shark attack fall well below the chances of being killed by hornets, wasps, bees, or dogs. Wow. See? Just stay out of their home. Stay out of it. Or, you know, go in it and enjoy it, but be weary that they don't know what you are, and they don't have hands, so they can't grab you to check you out, so they bite you. Be respectful. Right. Watch your ass. Watch your ass. You want to bring Brett, he's ready. What's that? You want to bring on Brett, and he's ready. Yes, let's uh, ping in Brett. Brett Katzen is the uh, host and author and curator of The Cinematic Addict on Facebook. Um, We've had him on the past twice, and he's always great. Love Brett Katzen. And uh, if there's one man that knows films more than him, it's God. On Earth, there's nobody else because he is great. Feels like we've had on more than twice, but maybe it has. Maybe it's been three times. Maybe. I don't know. Do you know his uh, thing? Of course I do, John. His Skype account. I think so. <laughs> I patched in the wrong person. Hey, it's me, Claus. My dick's out, and it's 2 a.m. Hey, why would you accept that request? I don't understand that at all. So, we are excited for Brett Katz, and Brett's going to be doing, um, participating in a trivia of shark films that John has depicted and created tonight. Well, they're not shark films. They're just films with sharks in them. So, you know, it's not like specific shark Thrillers. Because that would only leave us four films if it was just shark films. What was the name of the guy in Jaws? That was three questions ago, but because we're running low material, I'm going to say Quint. Yo. Yo. Mr. Katzen. What's up? Hey, man. Thanks for being on the show tonight, the 24-hour podcast. We were just singing your praises. 
Uh, I know you're straight from work, and you are here with us, so I applaud you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Brett, I'm always excited when you're on the show. I could listen and read your tweets and whatnot about films all day. There's no one better. So, Brett and Clark. All right, we're going to play a little trivia here. And the trivia is based on movies that had a shark in it. And the trivia is kind of around that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be movies about sharks. Shark made an appearance in famous movies. Okay. And here's some trivia. So you each get seven questions. And I have a tiebreaker. So for people who may not have seen these movies... Here's kind of a spoiler alert. So you can stop listening or you can just roll on through with us. Spoiler alert. Question one. What? This goes to Brett. Brett, in what installment of Jaws was the great white shark killed by electrocution? Two. Bing, bing. And that's correct. Brett, you are on the board with one. I better keep track of the score here because I won't be able to do it in my head. Now, second question. Clark, what installment of Jaws was set in the Bahamas? Jaws 4. Right. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, Clark. Now, hold on a second, guys. I'm sorry. I, of course, picked up a pen with... No ink. It's actually a lead pencil. A lead pen. Oh, yeah. A mechanical pen. (laughs) Those idiotic inventions. All right, so we're tied at 1-1 here. Now, they're going to get a little weirder. All right. Number three, Brett, what are you wearing right now? Here's another Uh, shark underwear. Uh, Actually, a shark tooth thong. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. That's another correct answer. All right. And I'm also wearing a Harry's bad hat. That's some bad hat, Harry. Okay, now, number three. It's another Jaws one. I think it's the last Jaws-themed question. But what member of the Brody family was, o- was the only one to be eaten by Jaws throughout the entire series? What member of the Brody family was the only one to be eaten by Jaws throughout the entire series? Hmm. This is a tough one. I mean, I knew it, but you got to think. It's been a really long time since I saw three or four. I want to say it's the mom. Final answer? Yeah. No, it is not the mom. Clark, would you like to answer even though you won't get a point for it? I just want to see if you know. Uh, I don't know. Idiots. It was Sean Brody, the youngest of the Brodies in Jaws 4 at the beginning. First, he gets his arm ripped off and then eventually eaten alive. I never I saw it. I knew, I knew it was 4. I just didn't know. <laughs> yes, it was very early in the film. How did we overlook that cinematic masterpiece? Right. <laughs> Number 4. Question for Clark. In 2003's Open Water, Daniel and Susan let approximately one day adrift at sea. Which of the two are shown being eaten by sharks? Daniel, Susan, both of them, or neither of them? You know, it's weird. I just put that on the other night, and I walked away from it and didn't watch it. So, I've, But I'm going to say it was uh, both of them. It was neither of them, right? Wait, well, you always had it. I know the guy gets his leg bitten, but do they ever actually show them getting eaten by sharks? Is the question. I guess that's what they're calling it because they said that it was Daniel. The answer was Daniel. I guess, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he does get bit, but yeah. Does that jerk? That's a good question. Little... All right, still tied one to one. It's getting a little heated now. Brett, oh yeah. Question five. <laughs> Unfortunately for the characters in Deep Blue Sea, finding a cure for Alzheimer's disease turned its Mako shark test subjects into even deadlier killers. Which actor's character did not become shark meat? Saffron Burroughs, LL Cool J, Samuel L. Jackson. The LL. 
Ladies love Cool James, and Brett takes the lead. Murdergram. Clark with a chance to tie in Finding Nemo. Marlon and Dory come face to face with a trio of sharks. Which of the following is not one of their names? Bruce, Chum, Dorsal, or Anchor? Anchor. Oh, it, it's dorsal, isn't it? There you go. There you go. I guessed anchor first too, like an idiot. All right, Brett, you're up two nothing, and you can take an astounding lead right now. In Finding Nemo, what do Bruce's fellow sharks shout just as they realize he is about to attack Marlin and Dory? Intervention. Ding, 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 and Brett is now a brilliant stalking. man. He is stalking win. All right, here we go. Clark. Put me in there, coach. Still have time. In 2005's Into the Blue, which character is the victim of a tiger shark attack that is fatal? Jessica Alba, Scott Kahn, Josh Brolin, or Ashley Scott? Ashley Scott. Ding, ding, ding. I never saw that movie. That was a guess. Oh, oh, he played the odds. I just... I knew one of those other leading actors and actresses would have been Dean Chum in the early part of the role. Never heard of the fourth one, so I had to assume she was deduced. Process. Elimination. <laughs> Purification. Brett. Yo. Still with the lead. Now, wait a second. Let's back up here. Let's park reverse. Brett, you saw, speaking of Finding Nemo, you saw Finding Dory, correct? Yes. Heather saw it too. She said it was great. Your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was great. It gives you a good case of the field. Kind of like saw how it was going to end, like a mile away. But it's a good movie. It's not the it's not the original like at all. But uh, they did a really really good job. With it. Is it? It's good to about, know. Is it all about? Is the plot basically finding Dory finding herself? Yeah, uh, well. That's part of. The, I mean, that's. I guess you would say the theme of the movie. But right. it, no, they. She, she, they do actually go find Dory. Oh, okay. that was a good flick. It did touch the heartstrings a little bit. You saw it too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh no, I saw Finding Corey, the story of Corey Feldman. No one's seen him in ten years. It has been. That, that's the film I was. I'm sorry. How we Corey. doing? Poor Corey. Corey, you can come on the show anytime. All right. No. So Brett is up three to two liked Finding Dory. And Brett saw another very recent movie uh, just came out. We'll get to that in a minute. Brett, which Batman actor was attacked by a shark whilst hanging from a helicopter ladder? Attacked by a shark hanging from a helicopter ladder. From the ladder? Yes, he was hanging from a, a, a helicopter ladder over the ocean and a shark attacked him. Batman. Uh, shit. And Batman, huh? Yes. One of the Batmans. It was a movie, but a made-for-TV movie. Keep that oh, uh, so, like, the actual Bat- so the actual Batman, not just the character in Batman? Right. Okay, so I'm going to go with most likely Adam West. Ding, ding, ding! Process. Brilliant. None of, the, not, none of the movie ones are... No. Brett, your cinema knowledge gives me a little bit of a chubby on this Sunday Eve. It's Friday. Clark? Yeah? You have some ground to gain. <laughs> but there's In life and in this game. Now here we go. <laughs> here we go. In 2004's Shark Tale, which of these actors was the only one to provide the voice for a shark? Will Smith, Jack Black... Angelina Jolie or Martin Scorsese? Will Smith. Yeah. I never saw it. <laughs> I didn't see that one either. Brett, did you see that one? Yeah, it's not very good. No. No, it's not? No. There are a few of those cartoon animated movies that have so many like A-listers voicing them and they just tank. Like Ferngully. Like yeah. <laughs> All right. So Brett won. 
Hold on. We are not done, you son of a bitch. New car! Seven each. Oh, okay. Clark, I think you can tie. Then we're going to have to go. All right, here we go. Brett. Not that smart. Which James Bond film sees 007 CIA counterpart slash friend Felix Leiter feed a shark, fed to a shark, but surviving with only an amputated leg and damaged arm? Shit, playboy. Shit. I have no idea. The answer is License to Kill. Alright, four to two. Interesting. I don't remember that. Clark, here may be a bit of a softball. Bring it on, cockboy. In Austin Powers' (laughs) cold member, Dr. Evil finally gets his wish... For frickin' sharks with frickin' lasers attached to their frickin' heads. Name the Dr. Evil cohort that finally delivers said fish. Frau Farbissena, number two, Scott Evil, or Mini-Me? Scott Evil. Ding, 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 and Clark with a three to four now. Brett, here's a funny one. An undercover brother... The main villain is devoured after falling from a helicopter into the mouth of a shark randomly waiting below. What is this Chris Kattan character's non-threatening name? I have no idea. I only saw that movie once. Me too. I saw it once, thought it was funny, never saw it again. Did you even see that, Clark? Undercover Brother? No. It was pretty funny. It was it looked, Tim, I, I Tim think Meadows? I would like it. No, it's uh, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin, that's right. Whatever. One of those funny black comedians. <laughs> John and thinks Brett, they all look the same. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. So, Brett, you're going to take a loss on that one. Clark can tie it up. Here we go. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the bedroom, as the titular character in My Super Ex-Girlfriend, Uma Thurman throws a great white shark into the apartment building of her ex-boyfriend, played by... What film? My super ex-girlfriend. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. No. no. <laughs> I've never Wilson. seen it. Oh. Who is it? Luke Wilson. I, I don't even remember that movie. Oh, it was. So yeah, I never. Cool. I never actually saw it, but I knew who was in it. <laughs> yes, Uma Thurman had like superpowers, and I guess he would like try to break up with her, so she would like. Oh, I I remember when that came out, but I never. I've never viewed the the cinefilm. You would never waste two hours of your existence. I do that a lot on a lot of things, but not that. Well, Brett, you're going to win here. Um, But I'm going to ask the final question, just for the hell of it. And I'm sure we all know the answer. After Ace Ventura... Hey, John. Sorry to interrupt. Can I raise the stakes here a bit? What you got? If you're listening on Twitter... And you can answer this question correctly first. You will get a Podcastle Shark Week t-shirt. Beautiful. Is that something we can do? Or do you not want me to throw that out there in the atmosphere? No, go ahead and tweet us. Tweet us. Tweet us. I have a feeling I already know what the question's going to be. How dare you? Yeah, I know, because I started and then Clark jumped in front of me. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Tweet us at the underscore Podcastle. Answer this question correctly first. And you will win a free shirt. I'll shut up now. My apologies. Brett, forgive me. Okay. Okay. After Ace Ventura falls into the shark tank, and while being attacked, yells, That's not... (laughs) What does he yell? That's not... Is this for me? It's for Brett. I mean, it's for both of you. Um, Snowflake. Snowflake. Ding, ding, That's ding. not Snowflake. That's not Snowflake. Brett, what was the other movie that you just told me you saw? Independence Day Resurgence. Oh. Wow. That's a whole show right there, man. How uh, is it? Yeah. I mean, it's if you want to just go watch it blow up for two hours, it's good. Like, it's totally... Honestly, you miss Will Smith. Like, it's the banter between him and Jeff Goldblum. Like, you actually need that in the movie. That's what I heard. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's just there to be to, to point shit out, like, oh, that's bigger than the last one and all that. I, I want 
wanted to yell that, but she said in the theater so badly. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> but that's what it, that's what he's there for. Like it is. It kind of irritated me because, like, in the main attacks where they blow up all the cities in the original one, you got people running for their lives, people dying. Like, you don't see anybody die in this movie. It's almost like they came and attacked and nothing really happened. And, like, we were, like, overly prepared. It was like, oh, well, yeah, that like, was, uh, not much. that wasn't very challenging. <laughs> there's, there's still a threat, and they set it up for sequels, which is what they're trying to do. Oh, like um, Exactly. But it's... I. Even on an entertainment factor, I would put it up there, even though it's not a great movie with, like, uh, San Andreas that The Rock was in. It's entertaining like that, but it's not a good movie. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, it's on, you're laying on the couch. Oh, well, let's just see how this is. And you can get through it without suffering. But Like, Liam Hemsworth, I hate Liam Hemsworth. Like, he's terrible at everything he does. The guy who plays Except for, uh... No, he's he's bad. (laughs) I heard that too, Brett. I heard he was, um, I heard it was bad, and I, exactly what you just said. I heard from a few uh, folks at Salt that it was kind of, you miss Will Smith, and it, it doesn't capture the magic of the first one. And when you mentioned the the third installment, um, they kind of hinted that it would be like in outer space, like they're going to kind of take things well, out. Yeah, of the- I mean, this doesn't give away plot points, but like at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, so... There's like there's something in the movie that gives that's gonna give them more like information about the aliens and how to beat them and, and whatnot. But like at the end of the movie, it's just like this gives us the way to you know interstellar travel. We can go after them. So like they're setting it up to be like an interstellar movie. No way. Theory sounds badass as shit. It sounds like Ender's Game meets Independence Day. Oh, right. <laughs> Brett, do you think the Flash? The Flash, Gordon. <laughs> Brett, do you think that Independence Day, and I haven't seen the new film, but I I respect your opinion. I, I think you know cinema more than than anyone. Uh, went the Ghostbusters two route, where or, um, or I'm sorry, the new Ghostbusters, where they waited too long, and you can't really jump back onto the ship after you've been off for that long, kind of thing. You like the the, the stamina is kind of yes gone. Yes and no. I mean, but it, it is, the thing with this is, is it has a storyline that warrants a 20 year wait. So if they could have gotten okay. all the players back, if they could have gotten all the players back in, it would have made a huge difference. Because they, I mean, the original plan was to have Will Smith in it. The dialogue would have been different. The story would have been different. Everything would have been different if he was in the movie. Why wasn't he? Uh, I, I'm assuming. Like, I don't know the whole story, but I'm pretty sure it had to do with like him too much money. Yeah. And just uh... all the all that shit. But I mean, whatever. He's in Suicide Squad. He's starting something new. I think that's going in the right direction for him than going back to Independence Day. So. You, That'd be awesome. Do you think Will, Will Smith has peaked and damaged his career with all the bullshit he's done in the past few years? Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily damaged it. I think he can bounce back. I think he, he can, I think he can have like a, like a Travolta did with Pulp Fiction. I think he can have a bounce back. But it's got. He has to pick and choose his stuff. It's going to be just like actually. Here's a better example: Matthew McConaughey. Ah, oh, that's right. Classic like, case. Garbage. Yeah, he's he's being a bunch of garbage, but then he's picking and choosing the right stuff. Like if he does that, I think it'll change his career. But. And now he's an Oscar winner, and he can do anything. Um, he's an Oscar winner, Jerry. The, you know, Brett. What do you think about other people that get the Oscar, like Jamie Foxx, and then they just start taking shit roles? I mean, that's. That's like Jamie Fox, I, don't, I don't know. See, I don't necessarily think that's for Jamie Foxx. I don't think he's been taking shit roles. I just think he was. I mean, who else? Think of any other black actor. Who the fuck else is going to play Ray Charles? Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. So that it's almost like he, yeah, he won an Oscar for the role he was meant to play. Right. Kind of the right so, place at the right time. Like my my favorite actor that won an Oscar and then actually said in an interview that uh, they were going to pick only like good projects was literally uh, Holly Berry won an Oscar for whatever it was Monsters Ball and then right. Catwoman next oh it, it, in an interview saying that she was only going to pick like award winners blah 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 blah, blah and the next movie she was Catwoman wow <laughs> and that hilarious. and that that was an incredible bomb right Brett yeah. like five people saw it oh that was awful um, I have it on DVD. Brett, let me ask you this before you go. Why did they never make a Gremlins 3? Yes. Or, and if, if you don't know, what, what 
Should should they have? I've actually I think they read. Do. I've actually there. Uh, uh, Joe Dante wants to do a third one. Um, they no they've way. been talking about possibly doing a third one, but uh, I think that just has to do with it peaked. Like the second one was kind of a joke. Like if you read the IMDb trivia pages on those movies, it actually talks about them. I loved the second. Um, one. So did I. It was kind of kooky though. Clamp T. Oh, the second one. Yeah, clamp. The second one. The first one was like a Spielberg helmed, uh, or he produced it. The second one was kind of kooky, but for me it was like Ghostbusters too. I like the second right. one better because I've seen it more, and it was at that age where like it was it was fun. Yeah, like you know? I was older, even yeah. though I was young. I was older than when the first one came out, so I like understood it more. Yeah, and I wa- and I watched it more. Queer. So what's the holdup? I don't know, man. There's demand, I guess. A million moving pieces. Yeah, I, all the pieces have to be in place. I mean, if Spielberg was like, you know what, fuck it, let's right. do another Gremlins, it would happen in a heartbeat. Of course. But it just, yeah, I have the right people, the right minds, and then the right backers and producers to be like, okay, we'll put the money up for it. Would you I rather? Think, have, go ahead. I think the problem with uh, Independence Day is like, are they trying to? Yeah, they're trying. Like, okay, think about it. It came out in 96, right? And yeah. after that, think of all the movies that came out after that were just like it. Trying like, to be it, yeah. The end of the world movies that looked just like, even the movie posters were similar looking. Oh, yeah. So it's like to try and come back and reinvent itself, it's like, uh, yeah, well, they I kind of missed the game. It's, it's, turning it into like a, a franchise about interstellar travel, that would be cool. Will they pull that off? Wait, what, what, you mean like Star Wars? I don't know. Independence Day. I know, but you're saying inter- a movie's about interstellar, like wars or whatever, and travel. freaking Star Wars. But, uh... <laughs> Brett, what would you rather see See a, um... A, uh... Which one of these films would you rather have seen made? Ghostbusters 3, like, just a couple years after the second one, so all the actors are still young and in their prime and all that stuff. Or would you rather have seen an Independence Day 2, like, three, four years later, still in the heels of the first one with all the same cast? Same season. Independence Day 2. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I love Ghostbusters, I, but I think... I, I, think if, I think if they made a Ghostbusters 3, it would have been absolutely terrible. Because it would have been, like, 93, 94, right around Jurassic Park. People wouldn't have cared. And Yeah. Yeah. Audience has, like, grown up. And let me ask you this, and, and then we'll let you go. I know it's late. Uh... You know, we got another 18 hours of this, but... Um, yeah, yeah, we got to rest up. We got to get up. You to sleep, Johnny. Giggity, 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 giggity. Last question. Um, <laughs> he's Quagmire. I, uh, I forget what it was. ADD strikes me down again. Right now, I'm just rolling a set of marbles around upstairs. I lost my marbles. Well, you can tweet I Brett at real, R-E-E-L <laughs> underscore problems, and follow him on Facebook and like his page at The Cinematic Addict. Brett, uh, if you could spare with us for another 10 seconds, I had a burning question for you, and I lost it, yeah. and it's, it's, uh, it's going to kill me. It's coming. It's coming. It's, it's, it's coming. It's a thought. I'm having a thought. We were talking about Independence Day. It's gone. We're talking about Independence Day. And then we mentioned Jurassic Park, the actors. Ghostbusters 3. I'll ask you next time. I don't want to waste people's time. But it was good. It was a good oh, film yeah. question. We'll get yeah, you next bro, time. You can always, like, you always shoot, shoot it to me in like a text and I can answer it. Yes. We'll do that because I would love to get your opinion on this. And the second you leave, I'm going to think of it and go, Brett! I know. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll IM you on the face. Yes. We'll face cool. it. Thanks, um, brother. But thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. And please stop thank by any time. Sounds good. Yeah, give me a shout uh, tomorrow night because Clark and I will probably be sitting around here doing this some more. Yeah, we'll I get, mean... We'll get into deeper. Deeper movie. Deeper, Jonathan. Deep water. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for being on the show, man. Have a good night. You too. Peace. Cheers. Peace. That was Brett Katzen. Follow him on Facebook at real underscore problems. And, uh, That's a great uh, handle.
It's cool, isn't it? Real, like art, like movie, real. It's genius, Lloyd. It's genius. Yeah. How do you know Brett, by the way? You guys work together? Amazing story. You're going to meet the guy who's responsible for me meeting Brett at my wedding. Uh, my ex's sister's boyfriend, Tony Martin, who's been on this show. The most Tony interesting Martin. man in the world. Tony Martin is how I know Brett He's in, He's on Jupiter right now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> he's somewhere crazy right now, I can tell you. He's somewhere. He's in another country. Yeah, yeah. The last time I saw his update, he was like in Canada in some outskirt collecting whale horns and with with the locals and you want to know where he is where he's running with the damn bulls of course he is of course he is if he's not running with the bulls he's polishing the point on the pyramids of giza or he's he's amazing (laughs) you want to take a break now then and we'll come back in a little bit with the uh ocean conservancy folks and uh, a couple more segments in carrado Absolutely. Let's keep the 24-hour podcast going. Up next, Katie Corrado, Tales of the Sea. Please tweet us at the underscore podcastle and check out a word from our sponsor at Mama's Sweet Tea. It's diabetes. 